Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Thank you for calling in on this Saturday morning. It's early. It may be myself and a few other people on the line this morning, but we just want to say thank you, God, for another day of your grace and mercy for allowing us to wake up this morning in our right mind, for giving us the strength and the ability and the tenacity that we need, God, to get through just about anything, because through you, by you, and through your word, we are covered. We have the victory in everything that we say and do in Jesus' name. And with that, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is there anybody that joined this morning that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Praise the Lord, Brother Aaron. Good morning, Brother Aaron. Praise the Lord. It's good to hear your sound early in the morning. God made me. He made us who we are. We conquer. We're victorious. We can't be blocked. We can't be stopped. That's what the word says according to what God's word says, because we're connected to him according to Psalms 23. He's our shepherd, and we shall not want for anything. Everything that we need, we have in him and through him. So we thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy on this morning. Every day above ground is a good one. And I am so grateful to be amongst the living on this Saturday morning, full in my spirit, grateful, 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 also grateful. Good morning, Sister Tracy. This is Sister Veronica. How you doing? Happy Good Saturday. morning, Sister Veronica. Happy Saturday. Yes, it is. Anybody else would like to take the time to say good morning? Good to wake up early in the morning and it's nice and peaceful and serene and nothing's moving. It's just so still. That's when you get the time to really, really hear and think. We have to continue to focus on God and not our situation, our circumstances, what we see before us. We have to continue to trust the promises because the promises are yes and amen. That's what the word says. Focus on God. If we continue to keep our minds set on him, um, we can't be distracted. And it's a one day at a time process for somebody because everybody's on different levels. And everybody's not in the same place. But we're going to continue to pull 
and draw closer in him, through him, and by him. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is there anybody else that joined us at 5.58 and would like to say good morning? It's still early. How's everybody doing that's on the line? How's everybody making out during this pandemic? Well, keep trusting God no matter what it looks like. This is a season to be still so we can just hear from him. There's so many things that he wants to tell us. And if we're so busy moving all over the place, there's times where we can't hear because we're too busy. And only when you get in his presence and we're still can we hear from him. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is your greeter this morning. Who's that? Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie Romack. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I can't complain. I me, won't complain. Me, me either. <laughs> God mm-hmm. is good. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. The fact that we all woke up this morning and to congregate at 6 o'clock to talk about just saying good morning and uh, listening to the word and the declaration and fellowshipping in another way is amazing. Technology. It oh, keeps yeah. changing. Mm-hmm. I've been on the call since it started a long time ago and I've only missed 15 times out of all the years. <laughs> so. I know. I remember. I think yeah. I came in six months after the call or seven months after the call had originally yeah. started. So, it's yeah. great. It's been a wonderful yeah. uh, thing in my life, and I just uh, thank God. Yeah, me too. I, I can identify with that. It's not the same if I don't get up in the morning and call in to connect before I start my day. That's right. Well, you have a wonderful day. You do the same. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is there anybody else that called in that would like to take the time to say good morning? Good morning, Victory family. It's Pam. Happy Saturday. Love you guys. Happy Saturday, Sister Pam. We love you, too. Thank you, baby. You're welcome. Good morning. It's Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Good morning. Happy you sound wonderful. How are you feeling? Thank you. I feel great, especially listening to you. I said, oh, I got to say hi to Tracy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm doing good. Good morning. Thank you. Well, I've been up since 4.30. I got up actually 4 o'clock this morning. I went to bed early, got a good night's rest, to rest the, the body, the mind, to get up early in the morning just to spend some quality time with him and to be able to be in place. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Anybody else who's that? Hi, Sister Shanae. Good morning. 
Happy Saturday. Good to hear your sound. Uh, happy Saturday. Anybody else? Good morning. This is Cynthia. Good morning, Sister Cynthia. Good morning. Great to hear your sound. Thank you. Good morning. It's Didi. Good morning. Happy Good. Saturday. Good morning, Didi, sister. I'm going on mute because I just worked out, so you know how your oxygen test <laughs> regulates. <laughs> Y'all keep my strength. Pray for me. This 53 is hard. <laughs> You're doing an excellent job. You're an inspiration. Keep going. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Anybody else calling that would like to say good morning? We would love to hear your sound. Good morning, Sister Tracy. This is Bubbly. Happy Saturday. Good morning, Bubbly. Happy Saturday. It's so good to hear you. <laughs> you, you as well, sweetheart. Yeah. Got a song in your heart, and, and you can hear it. <laughs> Amen. Oh, yeah. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Every day I wake up and I open my eyes, and I'm able just to look up and I take that breath. I'm like, God, I thank you just for today. So I have so much to be kind and grateful for. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Anybody else call? Good morning. Who's that? Who? Sylvia. Sylvia. Good morning. Good to hear your sound. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning. It's beloved Barb. I hear that smile in your voice. Good morning. Happy Saturday, everybody. Good morning. Good to hear your sound. Oh, yes. I love music. I always got music playing in my head. I keep dancing and moving. I'm just grateful. The fact that I can still move at 56 years old. And and get around. I'm grateful for that. I don't take anything for granted. It's the little things. And I hear you. I had sciatic nerve pain that took me off my feet for three days. And every, I mean, every day I can get up and move around is just a reminder of the things that we should <laughs> take for granted. But yes, mobility. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amazing. We got it, and we bless God for it. <laughs> Amen. And you're right. I understand. You're right about that mobility, you know. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is there anybody else that would like to say good morning before we move on to the next segment of the call? Good morning. Good morning. Who's that? That's okay. Good morning. Thank you for calling in. Everybody sounds amazing on this Saturday morning. It's good to hear your sound. Okay, it's time to get started. Before we move forward, we ask that you mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Tracy and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. 
please feel free to invite a friend so that they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us daily in December for the monthly theme entitled Is Focus. Our wonderful and gifted declarers will definitely bless you. Um, There is one announcement today. We encourage you to partner with Declare Victory in giving in an effort to share the gospel, both locally and abroad. You can do so by visiting declarevictory.org, paypal.me forward slash Declare Victory or Cash App dollar sign Declare Victory now. We pray many blessings be our Heavenly Father, be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have one prayer request this morning that was on the app. Our Letitia from Arizona, husband John, he is in the hospital, very sick. Um, has COVID tests pending. So we want to lift her, her husband, and their entire family up in prayer at this time um, as we go before the throne this morning. Um, The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Bubbly. The declaration will be brought by Lisa. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. I will repeat that. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Bubbly. The declaration will be brought by Lisa. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture today is from 2 Peter 3 and 13. We We are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. May the Lord add a reading to the hearing, reading, and doing of his word. Um, As I pass the call, I'm going to ask everyone to please look down right now, double check and triple check check your phones to make sure they're on mute because we are recording and we want the continuity and the clarity So if anybody listens to the playback, they'll be able to hear it just like we are on the call now. With that being said, thank you for allowing me to be your greeter and your host. I love you all. Happy Saturday. I now pass the call. Amen. Good morning, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord God, for another day, Lord God, another day above this ground, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for breath, Lord God, the little things we can take for granted, Lord God, sight, hearing, mobility, being in our right minds, God. We thank you, Lord Jesus. First and foremost, Lord God, we give your name the praise, the glory, and the honor, Lord God, to be able to come before your throne of grace, God, to be able to just come and bring our petitions before you, Lord God. Lord God, we just thank you, Father God, for all that you are, Lord God. Lord God, we just come to you, Lord God, just give you praise and give you thanks, Lord God, and know that our prayers are being heard and that you will hear them, oh God. And, and oh God, I'm bringing um, forth prayer requests from Sister Letitia from Arizona, Lord God, and she's asking for prayer, Lord God. With her husband being ill, 
and we want to make sure that we lift up her husband, John. Call out his name today, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, because I know you are Jehovah Rapha. I know you are a healer, and you can heal and do all things for sale, Father God. Lord God, this COVID situation, we know even through it all, you are right there with us, Lord God. Ask that you touch, touch my my business partner, my sister, my friend, Nikisha, Lord God, as she's going through, going through these COVID times with a cold, God. We pray that it, that it is all that it is, Lord God. We lift her up, Lord God, and ask you to touch her with the finger of love this morning, Father God, because we know you are able. We know you are able, Lord God. Lord God, I want to continue to pray for this nation, Lord God. Lord, the outgoing president until the incoming new president, Lord God, that all things will be well, Father God. There'll be no confusion, Lord God. There'll be um, a smooth transition, Lord God. And we just thank you, Lord God, because we know you are able to do that as well, Father God. want to bring up the pastors, Lord God, by asking you, Lord God, to keep up. Uh, Keep your loving arms around him, them, oh God. They will continue to bring a word that will bring healing, Lord God. That will bring comfort, Lord God. That will bring peace, Lord God. And we thank you for them all, Lord God. Cover them as all that you can. Oh God, Lord, we just bless you and we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for each person who got up this morning, Lord God, and got on the call. Just to say good morning, or just to just to hear their sounds, Lord God, we're so grateful, God. We are ever so grateful, Lord God. We ask, oh God, for those families who are in bereavement right now, Lord God. This is just a really tough time this time of year. A lot of people have lost their lives this year, or even just they lost their lives in the last years, Lord God. I'm asking a special prayer for Pastor Ravel, Lord God. To just keep him, keep his head up, oh God, and he will be able to see this um, situation through, Lord God. Bereavement is just a, a, a hard time for, for everybody, but we know you are the comforter, Lord God, that you are put your loving arms and you keep us, oh God, and you're keeping care, Lord God. I thank you, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, for this just day. Lord God, just for this day, for this is the day, hallelujah, that you have made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it, God. Father God, I ask, oh God, that you cover Lisa this morning, Father, that she will bring a word, Lord God. We know she'll bring a word, but just, just open up our ears and our hearts to be prepared for whatever it is that she has to bring, Lord God. I ask, oh God, that you continue, continue to be who you are in our lives, Lord God, as we prepare for being focused, Lord God, to be focused in on you, be focused in on your word, Lord God, that we can get up and go share a word with somebody today to show the kindness and the love that you put within us, Lord God. God, we just bless you, and we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, as we prepare to take our phones off on mute and praise your name and the best and give you our best praise, Lord God, 
We just thank you right now, Father God, for all that you are, Lord God. We just thank you right now, Father God, because you are all that we need and more, Lord God. Oh, Father, we just thank you, Lord God. We lift up your name, Lord God, and and for those who want to take their phone call. All that we have blessed. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Thank you. 
We continue to look to you, Lord God, the author and the finisher of our
this declare victory, even though that same word, because his word, it, it covers, it, it is able to um, reach whatever heart that's prepared to receive it. So, Father, I just ask you and I bless you and I praise you this morning for who you are. I thank you for being intentional and strategic in the lives of your people. I thank you for loving us so much that you are our great defender. I thank you for always having us in view and everything that you've already done. And I thank you, God, in spite of what's going on, that you love us. In spite of what's going on, you have a plan for our lives. In spite of what's going on, you told us to look to the hills from which cometh our help for us to focus on you because our help comes from you, Lord. So, God, we bless you and we thank you. Forgive us when we've lost focus on you. Forgive us when we concentrated more on our situations and our problems and our stuff instead of God acknowledging that you are for us and more than the whole world against us. God, I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful for this opportunity. God, I ask that you would speak, that you would open up the eyes of our understanding, that you would open our ears so we can hear you clearly, that you would speak, Holy Spirit, because your servants are listening. God, we pray that every broken place is filled, every place that needs to be torn down and destroyed in our minds and our thinking in our lives and our hearts, that you would demolish every opposition that's coming up against us, living the abundant life that you gave your life for us to live, Jesus. God, we bless you. God, we thank you. God, we love you. Thank you for loving us. I pray that you continue to bind us together like never before in love, that you cause us to be light and salt in this dark world, God, that we are able to stand in the hope and confidence that you've given us that you're coming back for us, and that we belong to you. So, God, keep our focus, keep our face set on you like a flint. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank you, God, Sister Tracy, Lord Jesus. All right. So, when I shared this message before, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Um, good morning. Yeah. Uh, my, my title then was Seeing the mercies of God and not realizing that when you see, God knows what he's doing. So I didn't really have to, to do a whole lot like I normally do, um, looking up some stuff because he'd already prepared me and I had done it with this, but still being able to be in a position to even see and make a correlation, see, that seeing the mercies of God is being able to focus on what's really going on and focus on the word of God. A lot of times we talk about and we tell people you need to get in your word and you need to read your word, and we, stop, we kind of stop there. And so it sounds sort of like a cliche. It sounds kind of like, you know, you're just telling people to check off boxes and we say pray and fast, you know, and, and, and do all the other things that we're told to do because we know that it feeds our spirit, man. It does absolutely help us. But when we talk about really reading the word, um, I don't think we add enough emphasis on we're not reading just to memorize the words. We're reading to get to know the author or the inspirer of the word. And if you think about the book being, some people say it's not a history book. Well, it's a history book, past, present, and future book, right? Because it speaks of things that have happened in the past. We can make practical application for today. And then it talks about the things that are to come, some prophecies that are yet um, fulfilled. And they shall be because his word will not return unto him void. It will accomplish everything that he has already set out for it to do. And so we look at the word history. It really is his story. 
it's his story. And so as we read the word, we should be able not only to make the practical applications, not only only to understand, you know, why things are happening in our lives and get an understanding by looking backwards so we can move forward and then getting a glimpse of the future. But understanding that the Bible really is written about him. It talks about, lo, I come in the volume of the book and it is written of me. I believe that's in Proverbs somewhere. So as we're looking at the Bible and we're understanding, we can get to know God. We really can, and we'll only know what he will reveal himself um, to us. We will never fully know him until we see him, and then I don't even know then. But right now, I know we don't, I don't have the capacity to fully know him. And guess what? That's okay. It doesn't stop me, however, from seeking, from pursuing, from trying to get to know him, from growing in my relationship and my intimacy with him, because there's always more. Right. And when you think you've arrived and you think you've got it, he turns around and I I hope we don't think that because we just know for sure without a shadow of a doubt we just haven't. Right. And I know people, it seems like they know a lot, but there's so much, much more that we don't know that he still continues to draw us and woo us in. And really, he pursues us so that we would seek him. That's a beautiful thing. We're not doing this on our own. We're not trying to get to know him because we're so great and we want to be so deep and all this stuff. No, but when we're reading the Bible, we literally get to find out and we should have this in our forefront, the nature, the character, and the essence of who God is, when we find those things out, it makes it so much easier for us to trust him. If we know we are reading about a God that cannot lie, then we can stand flat-footed until we see what he's already declared and decreed in and over our lives. If y'all was off mute, I could hear some people saying, amen, 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 right? So we're reading his story to get to know him. So that, yeah, the stories are great, but they all point back to the same fact that man is a sinner in need of a Savior. And Jesus is the one that came to do that for us. And we go through all these things that we see, all these stories, all these um, great clouds of witnesses, if you will, because that's what they become to us. And we make those practical applications in life so that we can live this life according to the way that he has, because he is our defender and he knows what's best for us. He absolutely has a way that he has created and designed for us, for he knows the plans and thoughts that he thinks towards us to prosper us, to give us a future, a hope, and expected end. So in this life, how is it that we struggle so much and why is it that we struggle so much and we go through life like, you know, because it's life, because sin is in the world and we can't avoid it. And because we're in this world, not of this world, we're still going to be affected and impacted by some of the things that go on in this world. And that's why it's so important as born again believers to know who we are and take our place in this world so that we can change atmospheres, so that we can speak life into dead situations, so that we can show up, right? in the truth of who we are, not perfect, hey, but knowing that greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. And if we have the great one on the inside of us, what is it doing for our thinking? What is it doing for our hope that we have? What is it doing for the confidence that we have in him that began a good work in us? He shall perform it until the day of Christ Jesus. I've been thinking a lot about the soul of man and God has really had me thinking about, maybe because this is the direction that I'm going in in school and well, I'm sure it's all 
all tied together. But he's really having me um, look at, like, decisions that we're making and why we're making them and our thought process and trying to get an understanding as much as he will allow me to have of, of what's really going on in our minds that affects our hearts, that eventually affects our behavior and decision-making. And so we look at life sometimes and we go through life and we have ups and downs and we have in and outs. And I said this before, and we've got some peaks and valleys. we got some wins and some losses, right? Losses don't mean like, you know, I know we say there's no failure in God, but we take some hits. We take some losses. We have some stuff going on in our lives that look like failures, but they can be used as springboards and platforms to propel us forward if we don't quit, if we keep moving, right? Um, And looking at how can we one minute be up and down, have joys and sorrows. And then we can look at, I think, in, in, in um, Isaiah where he talks about he'll give us um, uh, joy for, the, for, the, for, for our sorrows and he'll give us the oil of gladness for, for that mourning that we had. You can look it up. And, and how can we exchange those things in the midst of being down and um, recognizing that we have the ability to be up? Let me just say it like this. How can you prosper during a pandemic? And I know that some people are saying, well, everybody's not prospering, but I would challenge you to focus on some things going on in your life. And you can see that there is some prosperity. I'm not talking about money only. I'm talking about prosperity in the moments where you can have joy in the midst of sorrow, where you can have peace in the midst of pain, where you can still look up and focus and get our minds back on the primary thing that he is our defender, that he is for us, that he is with us, that he will not be denied, he cannot be defeated, and that he is our God. He's sovereign and he's in control. If we could focus back on the same part that he that made everything in this world knows what he's doing, it could take some stress off of us. It could help us even in the midst of the pandemic, and even in the midst of our pain, even in the midst of sorrow and suffering, because we still recognize that God is for us, and he loves us even above our capacity to even understand that. I hope you guys are hearing me. Listen, the world is happy based on happenstances when things happen, and that should not be the story of the believer. We can still have joy in the midst of sorrow because we have joy that's unspeakable. We have joy that gives, that comes along with peace. That's part of the fruit of the Spirit that um, surpasses all understanding. We have joy that the world didn't give, and so they cannot take it away from us. So if we're not having that, that means somewhere along the way we've given it away um, because the enemy does come to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to steal our peace, to steal our joy, to steal um, our happiness because we do have some situations uh that make us happy, that make us smile, that set off endorphins in our body, that, that mess with the chemicals going on in our brain just as much as those sad ones do. But he still comes to make us get our focus off of God who knows everything and he sees everything. And sometimes when we just look low and we don't look up and we don't focus on God, we become consumed with everything going on around us. That's my intro. Just wanted to bring that in. (laughs) Truth be told, we can't even blame some of the stuff going on around us because some of the stuff we've been actively, let me say me, I've been actively involved in and I've blown it. Can I just say that? I've messed up. I've missed the mark. I've sinned. 
end, right? Have done it, will in the future unintentionally without being um, intentional trying to do it because I love him. So I seek to obey his commandments, but I'm not perfect. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He is a keeper if you want to be kept. There's some things I just want to do, but I just recognize at this point in my life that they're not going to be profitable. In fact, they may even cause me to lose ground. So I'm very, very mindful about some choices that I make. And do I sometimes get caught up? And listen, it ain't always in the act of things. Sometimes it's in the attitude of the mind. Let me say that again. Sometimes we think about sins being like going and fornicating and going and drinking and whatever. And you can drink. It's not a sin to drink. It's a sin to be drunk. Um, But going and doing some stuff like, you know, like robbing and killing. No, no, no. What about the lusting in our hearts? What about the attitude of jealousy? What about that secret sin of, you know, envy and um, unforgiveness and bitterness and um, just being mean-spirited and not kind and not having compassion, but we still show up well. And what about those things that's really going on? Didi talked last night about being toxic. Some of those things we can cover up with really well until they start to consume us, and then they manifest, and then we become bitter, and nobody want to see you coming, and they're glad to see you leaving. And so what is it that we are doing in our own, look, your, your own mirror ministry? So so you might look at somebody and it might look like they have everything together, but we don't know the heart of man. And God said the heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can trust it? And if he says that, then look, I don't care how great we think we are. There's some things in there that, that, that need some attention that we need to look. I'm not saying focus on, but at least pay attention. That's my, my definition of focus. <laughs> Pay attention, center in on, zero in on, so that we can start to work on those things instead of covering or glossing over them. Maybe it's a point of pain that we know we need to be healed from because it's interfering or affecting all of our relationships. Or maybe just certain relationships with the opposite sex, or maybe um, parental relationships or sibling relationships, whatever it is, something that's gone on in our lives that we have not dealt with that's now manifesting itself and showing up in our lives. We talked about that Thursday night on the women's call about being um, in a place where we can be okay with recognizing what went on so that we can make sense of what's going on today. What happened in my past that's showing up right now in my present? And if we don't deal with it, guess what? It's going to be in our future. So either way, through all of this, my encouraging word to um, our church and to the world, whoever watched it on Facebook, was like, we have to. Beyond all those things, because life happens, time and chance happens to everyone. Read about it in Ecclesiastes. He was very, very clear because of these ebbs and flows and ups and downs, joys and sorrows and things that we experience, that we know that life is but a vapor. But everything, really, if you looked at it, is just vanity. Vanity, and so we need the mercies of God to be able to look beyond the situation and our circumstances so that we can focus in on who God is because of His story. We can know that we have a future, that we have a future and a hope. And a hope is not just a wishful expectation, it's an expectation, or excuse me, it's just not a wishful thought, but it's an expectation of knowing that. He is going to come through on his word, that he is God, he is sovereign, he is in control. So I um, didn't just talk a whole lot last 
couple of Sundays ago, I did have a scripture text. And um, let me tell you what the word of mercy is. If we look at the word mercy, it's a loving devotion, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, and forgiveness, forbearance, right? Being able to suffer with people long. It's easy to suffer with somebody when they're cool and they're good and we're walking together and we agree. But how are we having forbearance, long-suffering with someone we don't disagree with? Have we learned the fine art of agreeing to disagree and still not dividing on it as long as it's not an essential, like Jesus Christ is Lord, that's an essential. Hey, but if you decide that he's not for you, that's cool. It ain't got nothing to do with me. You can have the right to believe whatever you want to believe. So being forbearance with people, how about those that just don't agree and don't have a lifestyle that we live? Because we've come out of that lifestyle or that stuff or those things, and we don't do those things anymore. And some of us have the nerve to look down on people who still do it. But the word tells us, hey, some of those things we judging and criticizing and talking about, some of those things were such of us. We were those things. We were do. I was some of those things doing some of those um, very same acts. And now that I've come out, I didn't come out on my own. He brought me out, cleaned me up, picked me up, dusted me off. Don't look like what I've been through. Definitely don't look like what I've done. And now what would it look like for me to look back at somebody that was in the very same position that is in the same position I was in for me to look down on them? For me to criticize them while they're in the midst of their process and their journey to become free. Why not for us to look at people and have mercy on them and extend grace just like God did to us and focus on not what we see, but focus on just like God does who we shall be who they shall be. So another definition for mercy is compassion and forgiveness shown towards someone who is in within one's power to punish or harm. Listen, absolutely blew it. No fact, no doubt about it. They hurt you. They did the most atrocious thing you could think about. Yes, they did it to you. You think about it. I don't have to name them. We already know. They violated every single piece or ounce of trust that you had with them. They broke the covenant. They 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 broke the law. They 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 went out of their way to set you up for you to fail. You have every single right. We have every single right. We could call this righteous indignation to be mad about it, to be upset about it, but not when we consider what we've done to Christ, not when we consider what he's done for us. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do in the midst of them stoning him, beating him, spitting on him, talking about him, uh, ridiculing him and laughing at him and telling him to, to call on, call down God now, like, Show yourself to be who you say you were. Forgive them. And so I know that for us being in this human state, it is difficult. However, it doesn't stop us from trying. Just because it's difficult does not mean that we don't have the responsibility to pursue, to attempt, to walk towards that thing. And will we blow it? Yep, we will. But just because we will, the more we try, <laughs> the more we continue to walk forward, the more we pursue that goal, the more that we are availed to the Holy Spirit because we're not doing it in our own strength, not by our might or power, but by his 
spirit, saith the Lord, he gives us the power to walk upright before him. He gives us the power to love in spite of. He gives us the power to manifest the fruit of the spirit, the love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, meekness, kindness, temperance, and self-control, which is the same as forbearance, which is the same as long-suffering, that we have a responsibility to live out the best of our ability listen and then not being hard on yourself when we blow it because of the mercies of god we throw ourselves at the mercy of god on the court right like the mercy of the court you've heard that before some of us (laughs) Um, we throw ourselves at the mercy of the court and they have every single right to punish us but because of god's love and compassion and favor and he knows our future He does not take that action against us that we deserve death, but he has given us life. So mercy is also to relieve suffering. And here's my scripture. I know that was a lot of talking. (laughs) Anyway, um, I shared in the book of um, Lamentations. And just a little bit about the book of Lamentations. It is written by Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. Um, He's known as that. But he was such a powerful man. And he was full of compassion and love for the nation of Israel, for the children of God. And God called him out at a strategic time where he was the one that was like the bearer of bad news all the time. He he warned the people so much so and they just kept ignoring him and he had directly a direct um uh if you can a telephone microphone <laughs> to God's bosom and God would give him specific instructions and he was very you could think of um the book of lamentations being um called like a poem a poem a poem (laughs) and think about how he had to demonstrate sometimes with um, illustrations of God's anger towards his people you can go and read about some of that in the book of uh, Jeremiah Um, but how he had to really be on display and some of the things looked really kind of humiliating however he was not concerned about himself and so I'll say you might think differently, but his main thought was really about being obedient to God. And he loved, again, he loved the children of Israel. He loved the nation um, of Israel. And so as he found himself um, in a position where they continued to refuse to obey his warning and to heed um, God, and they continued to operate in rebellion, they were God's chosen people. They were the ones that everybody knew God parted the Red Sea for, that God would destroy and wipe out his enemies in a minute or their enemies in a minute. Well, if, if, if they're God's enemies and they're Israel's enemies, that's one and the same. So they were afraid of these people, right? Even though they went through, God told them to separate themselves, come out from among them to be the example. He were their their prized jewel. They didn't lack anything. They they were the ones that were, um, people were envious. Other nations around them were envious of them. And yet and still, they played don't 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 be offended. They played the harlot. They wanted to go and join themselves with other nations, and God told them not to. And they wanted to go and have what other nations had and be ran like other nations. Because at some point they felt like whether it was God wasn't enough, He was too hard, whatever it was, they thought the grass was greener. Do we ever do that? Think the grass is greener? And thinking about in that song, Defender, God already knows what's best for us. He already knows what we stand in need of. And how many of us try to tell God what we need, when we need it, and how we need it? Selah.
how many of us actually play God <laughs> as if we're omniscient and we know everything, as if we know the end from the beginning, as if we can see every single trap and snare and trick that the enemy has laid in our path. And then some of us get mad because we don't get what we want. And I get that. Have you ever been in a position where you've prayed and prayed and prayed, excuse me, and prayed and God seemingly doesn't answer your prayers and now it has done something to you? Maybe it stopped you from believing. Maybe it made you think, what's the use? I'm just not going to really depend on, you know, if he's going to let things happen the way he's going to let them happen anyway. What's the point of praying? Maybe you got to the point where you just don't believe because you haven't received what you thought you should have. Here's the time where we need to go and grab those thoughts, demolish them, and Focus back on the truth of the word that God is sovereign and he absolutely has your best interest at heart. He is absolutely for you. He already knows you win, but he wants you to see it. And while we're going through, we go through things so that we can experience some stuff and help other people while they're on their journey. So in the book of Lamentations, there are five chapters. Again, it's a poetic book. And if you look at it, very interesting. I like numbers. So five being the number of grace. You know, grace and mercy, they cousins, they're brothers and sisters. They hang out together. In the first two chapters, there's 22 verses in each chapter. In the middle chapter, two means the number of union, partnership, um, coming together, a balance, right? But it can also mean division. We're thinking about vision when we're focusing and paying attention. It can also mean division, but also two and two together, meaning it's strong, right? Almost to the point of that three-strand core that is not easily broken. So think about the two being together, um, man and woman coming together and becoming one, the two becoming one. Look at Christ being married to the church. That number two is really significant, um, again, with harmony and unity and partnership. Um, and then put it together, it's been doubled. And then, so that's 22. I, I looked at it and I was like, really? And and I know God didn't separate it this way. This is what man has done because they added in the verses because these were just letters. However, it's still the way that it's been broken down. And I never really paid attention to it. So chapter one has 22 verses. Chapter two has 22 verses. Chapter four has 22 verses. And chapter five has 22 verses. Chapter three in the middle, which is the focal point, right? Smack dab in the middle. The number three being unity. We look at Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, looking at chapter three, it has 66 verses. The number six being the number of man. The number, some say, of evil. I was looking at it, and I'm like, God, there's so much that I just don't understand, but I know that's significant, and it means something. And so we think about unity and partnership and covenants being broken, and that's exactly what they did, um, the children of Israel did against God. And so as a result of this, Jeremiah finds himself in a place where he is lamenting. He is crying out. He is distraught. He is in despair. That's what, what lamentations means, a cry. It's a heartfelt cry um, because of the death and the destruction of Israel. They have been taken at this point because of their continued disobedience. They have been led into captivity under um, the Babylonians. And so now the place that was once beautiful and admired by everybody around them was now desolate and full of desolate. It was full of um, death. You think about drought and you think about it being parched and it being a dry land 
abundant. You can just see it in your mind once being beautiful and admired and now run down and broken down. Well, isn't that what sin does to us, right? We come out and we're well, we're in the world, but we're not so affected by sin. We're born into sin. Yeah, get it, shaped into iniquity. But until we start really engaging and indulging in that stuff ourselves, um, we can be affected by it, absolutely. But when we partake in it, and we start living that life and we start experiencing some things, it starts to age us. It starts to run us down. And it makes me think of the scripture that says the way of the transgressor is hard. There, there's some hardness that comes along with, with living a life that's contrary to the way that God uh, prescribed for us. And he didn't prescribe it that way to hurt us because he knew that sin has some damaging, long-lasting, devastating effects. So Jeremiah saw the condition of this once um admired nation now in desolation. The women had been um, stolen. The priests were killed in the streets. The men that were men of valor, that were mighty, they were gone. And many of them, the strong, were taken into captivity all because of disobedience. So Lamentations really does give us a picture of God's loyalty and his devotion and his compassion towards his people, which is uh, attached to a promise that he made to them and to us so very long ago that he will not go back on and he will not deny and spite of, but that does not stop us from having to go through and suffer through some things. I am almost out of time, and I am not even in my scripture. <laughs> However, that's okay. We can pick up some of this stuff on the back end. I just want to um, really um, point out certain facts that we really do have to make sure that we are focusing on God's mercy in spite of, in spite of what we've done. I'm not saying take his grace and his mercy for granted. He could wipe us all out, but he has chosen to give us mercy. Romans 9, 14 and 15 says, what shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. For he had said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have what will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Meaning this is up to God. It is at his discretion to give us mercy when he desires to do so. It is also at his discretion to um, hand out judgment. Some people would say that the pandemic is a judgment. I don't know whether it is or not. However, I do know it looks like one. But in the midst of it, here we go, we still have have to look up and be able to focus and see the mercies of God in the midst of what we're going through. The expressions of his love is found throughout the whole Bible and even in our lives. So we cannot forget to remember every single encounter that people had in the Bible with Jesus was an expression or an act of mercy. He didn't have to heal none of those people. He didn't have to give them peace at all. He didn't have to pick 12 um, and one that would, would, would betray him. He didn't have to do none of that. He didn't even have to come. And so man takes credit and thinks that they killed him, but he said, no man takes my life. I lay it down, and that's what he did for us. And guess what? Because he has done that for us, he gives us the charge that we can have mercy on other people. Matthew 5 and 7 says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. And Romans 9, 23 and 24 says, And that he might know the riches of his glory of the vessels of mercy, which he had afore prepared unto glory, even us whom he hath called, not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. 
we were the ones that were not Jews, we were Gentiles on the outside, but he engrafted us in, made us a part of his family. Right, So I'm going to skip right to going past everything that happened because God loved his children so much and because they were so rebellious, he had to correct them. And that's what he does. Hebrews 12 and 6, he whom the Lord loves, he disciplines or scourges or corrects or chastens even sons whom he receives. So we have been received as sons and daughters of God. And because he loves us, he cannot let us, I keep hearing the saying in my head, run amok. He cannot let us just do whatever we want to do, right? Uh, We have the will to choose and do it. However, we will have to experience some consequences, especially when we know some of the things we're doing is not the thing that we are to be doing. So he allows sometimes our enemy to look like they're triumphing over us. He will allow us to get to a desolate place. He will allow us to go and be taken into captivity. He will allow um, a 45 to be a leader over, whether, I don't care how you feel about him. I'm a little indifferent. Uh, He will allow us to be under rule um, or leadership that appears to be, um, you call it what you will. You can be in a position where you're under a boss who you think you know they were sent from the pit, right? But but maybe God allowed it for us to experience some things so that we could keep our focus in the midst of a trying or a tough situation. Maybe he will allow the diagnosis to see where our focus will be. Will it be on the diagnosis or will it be on the name that's greater than any other name, even a diagnosis? So looking at Jeremiah and the condition that he was in, and he was crying out for a nation. What are you crying out for? When was the last time that you cried out for somebody else's child? When was the last time that you've even cried out for this nation? We understand we have messed up. We understand um, leadership is don't nobody know where. We understand that we've blown it. We understand that there's a lot of things that's contrary to the word of God. But when was the last time we have cried out for this nation that we have been placed in? Where's the one nation under God? Where are the groups of believers? We are so divided even as believers. Where are the groups of believers coming together, believing God for the nation? Not just this nation, but for the nations. This pandemic hit the whole world. It's hitting the whole world. When was the last time we cried out for things that seemingly were unimportant to us, but they are important to God? the mercies of God. Jeremiah cried out so much that he said um, it felt like his teeth were being broken, if you will, like being covered in sackcloth and ashes. He was literally mourning and his soul didn't have no peace. Here we go with the soul again. If his soul didn't have any peace, so much so that he had forgotten, look at verse 17 in chapter 3, that he had forgotten prosperity. Prosperity was the furthest thing from his mind based on the desolation, the condition that the people found themselves in. So what about us? In our souls, he said, my soul did not have any peace, his intellect, his emotion, his will. So in his thinking, he had no peace. In his emotions and his feelings, they were far removed from the place of peace. And so when we're far removed from the place of peace in our thinking and in our emotions, there is no way that we can make good decisions with our will to do what he has told us to do, to follow the path of righteousness, to make right choices when good and bad are set before us because we got them all the time. And some of them look like they're both good. 
but there's a way that seems right to a man, and the end thereof is death or destruction. Give me about 10 more minutes, promise. <laughs> well, I'm not going to promise, but give me 10 more minutes. Verse 18 in chapter 3, and I said, my strength and my hope have perished from the Lord. Isn't it something that when we seem to focus on the world, that we will end up not being able to have hope in God? There's a scripture in Proverbs, and it talks about um, hope deferred um, makes the heart sick. But it says that um, something about when, when we do have those dreams answered, that it is a tree of life. You can look it up. It's in Proverbs. Hope deferred. Yeah, Proverbs 3 and 12. But a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. So having hope in God and, and like I said earlier, having those prayers that haven't been answered or having, you know, a life where you think sometimes, how did I get here? Or you're wondering, like, this wasn't the life I signed up for. Um, when we recognize that we know Romans 8 and 28, that he causes all things to work together for our good to them that love him and that are called according to his purpose. Well, all things that are working together for our good may not always feel good. However, if we focus on how we're feeling, if we focus on what it looks like and we don't focus on God who made the promise behind it and recognize that because of his nature and his character, he cannot lie, then we can stand a little bit stronger and we can continue to hope with an expectation that it shall be fulfilled. Difficult times do cause for difficult measures because they can cause us to lose hope. James 1, 3 and 4 Knowing this, that the trying of your faith, it worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that you might be perfect and entire, complete, wanting nothing. Everything we go through is for a reason, specifically, even if we've chosen to be in it, God allowed it to teach us a lesson, and we can be completed, made perfect, complete in this inner man. The main thing for us is to be conformed and transformed to the image of his son, Jesus. Romans 5, 3 through 5, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations. How do we glory in tribulations? He tells us, also knowing that tribulations work its patience. Some of us are in need of patience, of being able to slow down and um, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, being able to wait. I say wait on the Lord, allowing the process just to fulfill itself and to work itself out and learn the lesson so that we can get to the other side. Verse 4 in Romans um, 5 says, and patience experience and experience hope. So what we go through, we should learn some things from this. And then we gather and we harness, if you will, a resume of experiences of God being a deliverer, a provider, a way maker, a lifter of a bow down head, a comforter, him being the one that is able to change our mind in the midst of a situation without even changing the situation and we end up with hope so that when the next trial comes because the next one is coming we cannot faint and fall out it might shake our foundation a little bit but it only shores up our foundation because we recognize through our experiences and what we've learned with patience that God is able and now we have hope because we expect God to deliver. Verse 5, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which has been given to us. He has absolutely given us a gift that we, I say I, have neglected in the past to the extent of where I have made him um, on the same level uh, as my trials, my problems, my situation, even my thinking. 
when his thoughts are so much farther above our thoughts. His ways are above our ways. They're not our ways. And so unless we get in the book to learn of him, not just learn the words on the page, but allow the words to go past our mental thought, to get into our hearts, to really look and see how we can see him in the pages of the book so that we can start to learn his nature and his character and, again, his essence. Verse 19 in Lamentations chapter 3. Remembering my afflictions and roaming the wormwood and the gall. So Jeremiah, while he's lamenting and pouring out his heart and crying out for the nation, he's constantly thinking about the devastation. He's constantly thinking of how so many of the children of Israel have been murdered in the streets and taken off, hauled off like cattle into captivity. Verse 20 says, my soul still remembers and it sinks within me. Have you seen how many times, I mean, I hope I'm making this clear, all that he has seen, he keeps repeating over and over and over in his head. And he does that from chapter one to chapter two. When he gets to chapter three, he starts to consider some things. And this is my primary text, and I have to cover this because this offers us hope. And this is in chapter three. Verses 21 through 26, he has experienced mourning and praise and prayer and repentance and restoration, all in these five little separated chapters of lamentation. But he sees now in the midst of it, right in the middle, chapter 3, he starts to focus on the mercies of God. And verse 21, we've heard it in songs, we've heard people preached on it, but looking at it, I believe it warrants just a little more attention this morning. So I want to bring it back to your remembrance. <laughs> verse 21, chapter 3 in the book of Lamentations, it says, yet, <laughs> after everything he has cried over, after all that he has seen, he says, yet, sometimes we just got to have a yet, yet is like, stop, hold on, wait a minute. I was going to say something else as a song or a cheer or something like that, whatever. Wait, hold on. I got to interrupt my current thought process and introduce, focus on the truth of God's word. Yet, the truth of what I know about God, the truth of who God is and what he has already promised us and his nature and how he loves us as his children. And he will not utterly destroy us because he's got a promise and a covenant that he made that he cannot break because he's not a truth breaker. He abides and remains faithful even when we don't. Verse 21, yet this I recall to my mind. Here goes that mind again. And therefore I have hope. He says, I got to shift what I'm thinking about. I got to remember the mercies of God. It is because of his mercies. Finally, there's a shift now. And he begins to think about God and who he is in spite of his situation, his surroundings did not change, but he looked up, he focused on the mercies of who God is. Philippians 4 and 8, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there is anything that's praiseworthy, think on these things. Colossians 3 and 2, set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. Verse 22, back to Lamentations 3. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Remember the mercies, us not getting what we rightfully deserve. And 
grace giving us what we don't even deserve, which is his love and his compassion and his commitment to his covenant. Because of that, we are not destroyed and wiped out. And guess what? His mercies, they never fail. They don't fail. So it doesn't matter how hard the place is that you are in. Focus on the promise, excuse me, the promise and the mercies of God. It is his mercy that we are not wiped out from this earth. I know some people have left, but you're still here. Because of his loving kindness that never ceases towards us, it didn't cease for the people that he allowed to pass on. It was just time for them to go. But while we're here, why not make the most of it because this could be the very last day? Why not continue to focus on that if God before me, he's more than the whole world against us, that greater is he that's in me than he or anything else going on in this whole entire world. If I allow him to be or not, he still is. Then verse 23, there are new every morning. Every single day we get an opportunity to experience his mercies if we choose to accept them because they're there. Great is his faithfulness. He is so faithful, unlike anything else or anyone else that we know. He goes on to say, the Lord is my portion, saith my soul. You got to speak to your mind. You got to deal with your emotions. You got to let your choices say, if God is for me, then I will continue to believe the report of the Lord. He is my inheritance. He is my confidence, my hope, and my expectation that is not. It might seem deferred. It might seem like it's not coming to pass. However, because he cannot lie and he's faithful that promise, I will continue to have my hope and my expectation in him. Some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but we will trust in the name of the Lord. That's every born-again believer where we should be. That could be our mantra. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, verse 25, to the soul who seeks him. Are we seeking him with everything in us, in the way we think, in the way we feel, in the choices that we make based on how we're thinking and feeling? Verse 26, it is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. If you need to lament and cry out, hey, that's good. Sometimes it's just best to remain silent. Sometimes we cannot expect why we have the peace and the hope that we do, even in the midst of some would call a wall slide or being so down in despair and being so consumed with everything. And it's because of the way that we're thinking and we're focusing on what's going on instead of recalling to our minds so that we can have hope because of his mercies. We're not consumed. We're still here. We have an opportunity to show forth his glory and to be used by him in whatever capacity. It might not be um, behind a microphone, but it might be right there in your own home. It might be on your job. It might be with your neighbor, but somebody needs to have hope and you have hope. They talk about dope pushers. Well, we're hope pushers because we absolutely have hope and confidence and an expectation in the mercies of God. And because of that, he hasn't wiped us out utterly and destroyed us. And when we can focus on that, even in the midst of our situation not changing, we can trust him. And waiting quietly means sometimes not complaining. And if you do, complain.
complain to God. He can handle it. Sometimes we try to defend God and tell people what they can, what they do. You have to have your own relationship based on your own history because of his story and who he is that you can speak to him plainly. He knows you. Why are you trying to act like somebody else when he already knows who you are and he made you? Speak to him where you are. Pour out your heart to him. Lament before him and allow him to heal that broken place if you are in a place where you feel like you need to get out. Only he can deliver. Sometimes he will put us there to recognize that we need him in that capacity. So I'm going to end there. I just want to remind you that even though the situation didn't change, even though um, the people were still in captivity, Jeremiah recalled the God of his salvation. He remembered the God that he was serving, that he was a mouthpiece for, that he was um, interceding on behalf of the people for. He remembered God. And so I want us to remember to focus on who he is and how do we do that based on who he said he is by his word. You find out for yourself. Don't believe what I'm telling you. Find out for yourself and read in the pages of the book and go beyond what you're seeing and allow him to reveal himself through the pages of his word. Allow him to reveal himself by his spirit speaking to you even now. Allow him to reveal himself in nature because nature cannot deny that he has created everything. Allow himself to reveal himself in the midst of your pain because even in the midst of that pain, that enemy meant that thing for bad, but God has a way of turning everything around for our good and his glory and his plan shall prevail and in his plan we win. Cry out to God for mercy and stay focused. And listen, even with Jeremiah, everything he went through, in the midst of chapter 3, while he recalled and remembered the greatness of God and the mercies and the goodness of God, even back to verse, I believe, 51, he had to refocus his vision. At the end of that chapter, in chapter 3, um, you'll begin to see how he remembers God's mercy and he prayed and he repented. If you want some steps, listen. He prayed and he repented. Verse 40 and 42, let us search and try our ways and turn again to the Lord. Let us lift up our hearts and our hands unto God and to the heavens. We have transgressed and rebelled and thou hast pardoned. He meant pardon and didn't even deserve it. He refocuses his vision, verse 51. My eyes are affected and they bring suffering to mine heart because of all the daughters of my city, because they had been raped, they had been pulled away, they had been destroyed, they had been taken into captivity. But look at what he said. My eyes have seen and therefore it has affected my heart. What are you focusing your gaze on? It is affecting your heart. It's affecting your emotions and it is affecting your behavior, your ability to make decisions. Remember, God will restore, verse 57, 58. Thou drawest me near in the day that I called upon thee, and thou saidest, Fear not. <laughs> he tells us to fear not. Verse 58, O Lord, thou hast pleaded the cause of my soul, and thou hast redeemed my life. Ultimately, unto salvation is what God is calling us into. Salvation is yet a process. We are saved and yet being saved. And we just can't forget in the midst of being in this world, not being of this world, but this world is full of sin, that we have to stay focused on the mercies, the promises, the goodness of God and who he is and not be swayed by what people tell us 
or who they tell us he is, contrary to what we see and contrary to what's going on in our lives. And that's my share. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <sighs> Father, I bless you and I thank you. I praise you for your word. I pray that it penetrated. I pray that it was received. I pray, Holy Spirit, that um, we already know, angels, you've been dispatched to perform it. I pray that it encouraged someone's heart to focus on you and not fear and not what's going on in this world. Father, I just bless you and I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. Welcome to the call. Did anybody join the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Lisa. This is Diane. Great decoration. Good morning, Lady Diane. Good morning, morning, Lisa. This is Elsie. Hi, Elsie. Hi. This Mona. Hi. Hey, Mona, Mona. (laughs) I I need some turkey wings. Right? No, I I want some gumbo. (laughs) But I just want to say... Thank God for his grace and thank God for his glory. Your declaration um, was right on time, like always. Thank you. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Good morning. Anyone else want to say? Go ahead. Hey, good morning. This is Kedra. Hey, Kedra. Boss lady. Good morning. Good morning, morning, Lisa. Good morning, family. This is Prosperous. Great great word, inspiring, just um, the truth, everything. Thank you so much for your word today. Love you. Love you too, sis. Praise God. Good morning. Anyone else? Good morning, Sister Lisa. This is Sister Priscilla. Good morning, family. Great declaration. Wow. Good morning, Sister Priscilla. Good appreciate that understanding. Thank you so much. Amen. Praise God. Anyone good else? Good morning, Living Water. Good Message received morning. on good ground. I thank you, Sister. Good morning, Sis. <laughs> Anyone else? I went over just a little bit. Sorry, I have that habit. <laughs> hey, good Lisa. morning. Good morning. Awesome. Good morning. Hi, this is Tanya. Hey, awesome. Awesome work. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Your your voice is so distinct, but I know we do hear it about every Thursday. So. <laughs> Amen. Good morning, sis. Was that Didi? Yes, yes, yes. You know, I love to hear Tanya talk too. That's why I let her go ahead because I'm I'm be practicing how to sound like her. I love her. I love right. to hear Lisa Tanya talk. But yeah. Lisa, what what you're not gonna do on this Saturday morning? <laughs> Man, that was so dope. And then when you started off talking about Defender, because you already know that's Ugh. the song that I will lay out for Hold me up. You Won't said it? it a while ago, but I never listened to it and yeah. this morning before while we on praying and. Tracy, <laughs> she, I mean, just out of the blue, she ain't say nothing. She sent it to me. And so God knew I needed to hear that. But that thing took me up this morning. And I was like, whew. And when you talked about the mercy, so in that song, because, you know, those that laugh at my singing, I will worship. I go in. Even uh-huh. Meshach gets it in with me. But it says, and I know you before I do. Mm. Where my heart can seek to find your truth. Your mercy is the shade I'm living in. You restore my faith and hope again. So focusing on his mercy. I mean, this morning was so lit. Ain't nobody worried about going over nothing. Because it was so... <laughs> well, we got it. We can't go nowhere, no way. 
Right, right. Where you gonna go? (laughs) We ain't going nowhere. And then when you said reading the word, not to just memorize, but to get to know the author. Oh my God! Then that through Marcus song, I want to get to know you. Okay, I'm going on mute because I'm about. Let me run around this house and give me some praise, girl. Yes, (laughs) I I heard you say that it was more than a mental ascension. If you think about that. Um, reading the word and, and, and understanding or getting understanding or even memorizing it is more than just memorizing it for the word's sake um, in the plane, but it's for the word, the logos, the the um, rhema of the revealed word, the truth of behind even what you're reading, recognizing that this applies to a, not a, the God, because all the other ones make and false, but it applies to God. So it's so much more. That's how we can say the word is powerful. It's alive. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. We can really start to look at it a little bit differently than just words on a page. I know we have them written down, and we're not calling just the book itself. Um, 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 like some people will never put the Bible on the floor. Well, if that's where you are, hey, great, that's okay. But I'm saying, well, how are we living it, and how has it become truth for us? And and do we put more um, priority, respect, and reverence on the page? Ages of the book, um, opposed to again the author, the inspirer of the book, the one behind, because it is his story, right? For us, somebody was about to say something. Thanks, Dee. Good morning. It's Natasha. Hey, Natasha. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. Thank you. Good. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Wonderful work. Good. Praise Appreciate God. you. Good morning. Appreciate you too, sis. Anyone else want to say good morning? Hey, man. Any comments, uh, commentary, uh, disagreements? That's cool, too. Uh, struggling in a hard place. Uh, anything? I just wanted to say I appreciated how you, um, when you were sharing the word and sharing the scripture, um, I really appreciate when um, I hear a speaker um, remind um, you know, the audience to not just take your word for it, but go and look for yourself because yeah. God talks, that's where I've gotten my strength in the Lord and my relationship with God has strengthened. He talks to me on, like, Pam, what I have going on when I open the word, when I go into the Bible, I might have something really going on in my life and yeah. something the way, and, and 10 people will read it and get 10 different things about what it is, that's fine. God's mm-hmm. probably what talking to you in a whole other way. Right. But he's just so amazing. And the relationship with God is just everything. And just I just thank you for um, just making it plain, but just also encouraging us to go and see for ourselves how that relationship yeah. with our with God ourselves. Okay. Amen. That's awesome. <laughs> Amen. It's nothing like um, experiencing that. Then you begin to want more. And then you start to, um, we need people, yes, but you stop relying on people to um, have to give you answers when you know. And I, I know we can get, we absolutely get um, strength from, from people and we, we um, build and iron sharpens iron. I'm not saying that. 
However, I do believe that some expect everyone else to build them up. I was corrected one time when I was complaining about a pastor as far as being my pastor and felt like I wasn't learning. And, and, and what God showed me through a mentor was that I was being arrogant and it wasn't his responsibility to teach me. It's God's responsibility, but it's for me to come to the table and learn. And so if I wasn't getting what I needed from this man, I have the responsibility to go where I need to get what I need. And how do I know that I'm not in that position not for him to necessarily teach me, but maybe to come and add to the ministry or do whatever. But really, I can get into the Word for myself and allow. Um, even the Word talks about you're not in need of a teacher. Well, it doesn't mean that we don't need people to instruct us. However, what if I was all by myself? Would I not pick up the Word because I felt like I couldn't understand it? Would I not give Holy Spirit an opportunity to reveal himself to me and speak to my heart? And why would I think that he does that for other people and he wouldn't do that for me? If I'm thinking that something's wrong with my thinking and that's the, um, uh, it just solidifies the fact that I need to get into the Word to understand that he wants me to know him. He wants to reveal himself to me and to you. And so we believed the lies. That's how they kept us from, you know, knowing anything by putting it in the book because they knew we wouldn't read. And then they discriminated, you know, discouraged us or actually prohibited us from being able to read because they knew if we could read for ourselves, we would find out some, what do they call them, indelible truths that apply to us, that we're more than conquerors, overcomers, that he loves us so deeply. Is that you, Tracy, with your music on the background? You got something, sis? No, uh, that's me, Kedra. Oh, hey, Kedra. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I hear I hear Kedra, and then who else was that? Said, can you hear me? Jerry. Jaren? Jerry. Sorry, I'm, Jerry. Oh, I'm hey, sorry. Jerry. That's okay. Yes, hi, All right. Hi. <laughs> hey, Jerry. Okay, Kedra, and then Jerry. So, um, good morning. Awesome, awesome, awesome decoration. Every time I hear you speak, I growed up a lot. So I think <laughs> I thank God for you because um in my love walk I do get so much spiritual growth. Well, everybody from the D V, but you know, different relationships, different people. But what I wanna say in reference to the declaration, I love how you broke down the significance of numbers because I you know, I'm a firm believer that numbers represent something too. And I just wanted to include that, um, how you said number six, because Lamentations 3 has 66 chapters, and how you said number six was um, man or something. And um, so, you know, when Jesus hung on a cross for six hours too, God had to turn his back on him from the third hour to the ninth hour. And um, so within that time that God had turned his back, something was also happening during that sixth hour that God had to turn his back. So um, that really spoke volumes to me. The whole declaration was off the hook. I have like five pages of notes. I was writing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to dissect it in Zoom, but I thank God for you. And I just wanted to share that and uh, say, praise the Lord. I am encouraged this morning to focus and and display grace. Amen. Yes. Amen. 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 
Yes, right, because we, we will in a minute throw ourselves at the mercy of the court. We will in a minute. We've been talking about a while back, a little bit now, you know, engaging the courts of heaven. And when we want to go plead our case and, you know, ask for the mercies of the court, well, are we really pleading our case when um, somebody else needs it? Or do we just enter the courts, right, and plead for mercy? And I love how Jeremiah, you know, he just displayed his love for the people and um it was it just tore him up and and i think that that compassion that we would have for others is what christ would have for us it's like the good samaritan you know sometimes it is going out of our way um and and we don't have a problem doing that for people we know and love um but but for those we don't know and love you know those really really need it and so um, that's that forbearance, long-suffering stuff. And I know it's a work, and, and we're all on different levels, but together we can do so much better, I believe. So thank you, sis. And, yes, thank Amen. you for that, that six hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, I also that's wanted something. to say, too, um, you guys were talking about music. It's a song that called, it's called uh, Graves in the Garden, where mm. he says, there's nothing compared to you. I'll send it to you in Messenger, oh, but the words okay. are can radical. Can you post it on the page? Can you just post um, I'm right not on Facebook anymore. Oh, I'll post it then. Send it to me. Okay, I get it. Okay, all right. I love you. Going on right. mute. Love you mm-hmm. too. Sis. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that too. And then look with those five pages of notes. Go back and do some um, spot check, verify, it, listen, because it only re um, reinforces what we've heard, and it will give us and open up new things that God wants to reveal to us. And you might even see something where you need to come back and say, "Hey, sis, you said this and whatever." You know what I mean? Because we're not above correction as well so thank you for that sis okay sister jerry good morning good, good morning. morning good morning thank you for lighting our uh, our fire on this morning of thinking yeah thank you for just as jeremiah you weep this morning Ugh. all on on god's people they uh, man i'm over here I, I didn't cry so much this morning, just, I mean, because the, the it's like the reservoir mm. is open, yeah. and it's so clear. You always, I mean, this is, to me, on our Saturdays when we have you here, it's like psychology one-on-one, even mm. though it's God's word, it's just mm. so plain. Thank you so much, teacher, for being, I mean, God, man, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, mother. Look, as they you say, I coming. got in there. I'm, honey, I'm getting in. I'm not missing no word from this point on. I'm, you know, yeah. every time I can get in, I'm getting in there. God bless. I love it. Thank you. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you for continuing to um, encourage and edify. Um, and build up. That's what a mother does. Mm-hmm. I, I know we have some different views and some different um, experiences, but to build up and to cur- encourage and edify, and I love that um, from the place of wisdom, from life lived. So thank you. I appreciate you. Um, it's, it's amazing how there's so much that we um, have at our disposal and really without excuse. And so um, we. this sounds hard, but for some of the places that we are in mentally, it's because we've chosen to be there. And unfortunately, when God gives us new information to interrupt our thought process, if we don't hone in and focus in 
on the truth of his word in spite of facts, in spite of feelings, in spite of everything else, then we're going to continue to um, struggle in that area. And even in focusing in on the truth of his word, there will still be some struggles, right? But but the thing is to continue to remind ourselves, like pulling down strongholds is not a once-in-a-lifetime event. It's every single day, sometimes several times a day, to bring every thought captive under the obedience of Christ so that our thinking doesn't get us off. Because everything that begins with really with a thought, our behavior and all of our actions are formed after stuff we've thought about. And how many of us, here's a side note, I just had a vision, how many of us think for a minute and make a rash decision like picking up a gun because in the moment of anger and we go do something and we regret it for the rest of our lives? And so many people right now are not here or sitting in jail or hiding and scared and wish they could take back a decision that was made in the moment of um, irrational thinking and um, emotions being heightened and off and not focusing on, okay, after this, I can get through this pain, I can get through this humiliation, I can get through this situation. This too will pass. That's the promise of God. And how it passes, we don't, and when it passes, we don't get to decide. And maybe it passes on glory. We don't take that stuff with us, for sure. Thank you, Mother Jerry. <laughs> Anybody else want to share anything? Yes. Good morning. Okay. Was that Tanya? And it sounded like Deidre. No, it was Dudley. I'm sorry. Tanya and who else? Still oh, Bubbly. Oh, hey, Bubbly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> girl, them signings is working. <laughs> you sound like a little girl. You sound like Deidre. Okay, Tanya and then Bubbly, go ahead. And Sylvia after that. Oh, okay. Was that Tanya at all? Or was that you, Sylvia? Uh, no, that's not Tanya. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Sylvia. <laughs> Sorry, Tanya. Hi. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Thank you hey, so lady. much for your business. Uh, should I keep going? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You're, you're kind of fading in and out. That's what I couldn't really hear what you were saying before. Okay. Sorry. That's Thank okay. you so much for your declaration. It, it was just so timely. Um, I'm just so excited to um, be on this call and um, be on this, uh, a part of this group. It's like it's almost second nature. I look at the, I don't even set an alarm at 6 o'clock or before 6 o'clock. When I wake up, I say, oh, i got to get on the line. And I didn't know that you would be on here. I think you were on last Saturday or something. But um, thank you for your declaration. I'm just so excited about what God is doing um, by bringing you and everyone else, uh, even on the Monday call, just everything that I'm learning, and now I'm able to do it on this call. Um, I just came back from a whole week, you know, at my mom's. I'm, I'm coming home on the weekends only now. And, um, you know, and God giving me rest, though. He's giving me strength that I don't even know that I had, you know. And so um, I rested last night, and this morning I woke up, and who else to be doing the declaration but my mentor? <laughs> who I love and just respect. I just love everything you said. I'm so excited about what God has planned for me and what he's done this whole year in spite of everything that's been going on. My friends and I, you know, in my Bible study and our writing group, they call it COVID blessings, and I have empathy again for everything that's going on and people who are suffering and, and fear and scared. But as for me in my house, 
we shall serve the Lord. And God is just showing me signs and wonders every single day, giving me strength that I didn't even know I had to care for my mom, to work an eight-hour job all in the same day, the same week, and being able to call in help to come take care of her so that I can come home and focus on me and him, focus on him and take care of myself. And so just hearing that declaration this morning, I've been studying the book of Psalms. I just picked it up because my mom told me years ago when I was in my addiction, she said, study, read the book of Psalms. And that was years ago and I never really did it. But I decided to go back and do that. And so now, listening to your declaration, I know I'm not to just study the book of Psalms, but to study the author. Now I want to know more about David. I want to know more about the life of David and what brought him to write those songs and write those Mm, scriptures. What was going on? Yeah. Yeah. So I thank you because that's the most that I got out of that. And everything you said was just, you know, right on time. But that's what stuck out more than anything. So thank you so much, Sister Lisa. I love you so much. I love you too, sis. How's your ankle? I think you might went back on mute. I'll chat with you Oh, later. yes, I do. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Is your ankle okay? It, yeah, it's okay. It's it's better than it was. You know, Good, it's better God. than it was. Good. Amen. And I'm just happy to hear because you have no idea what people are going through. And so um, just to hear a confession of faith and a confession that I believe God in spite of, um, I believe that's where, you know, he would desire us to be. And, and if you're not there, guess what? It's okay. He understands that, but press to get there, right? And the more that we press, the more it will be revealed to us that we can be in a place of peace in a pandemic. We can be in a place of peace in the midst of pain. We can still have at the very same time, right? And it becomes a way of just balancing itself out where we find ourselves in that quiet rest. Things really haven't changed, but we end up in that quiet rest. And there, sometimes, for many of us, it's a press to get in there. But guess what? Be consistent, be diligent, stay focused, and not intentionally give it away, because we do that, I think. And Thanks not feeling that. guilty. Right. Come on now. Cause not we... feeling guilty about it. You know, like, are we supposed to be in despair and depressed and scared? Uh, if we're not, and other people are, I have empathy for, you know, they say some young people are, are committing suicide because of isolation, yeah. and older people, and people are just so distraught, and it, I've heard it on this line, and I've heard it on uh, from Dr. Tony Evans as well, that what were we doing before all of this that mm-hmm. has us to a point right now when something like this happened, we, the first thing we turn to is fear and despair. Right, as if we weren't being prepared. Right, because God is intentional. Right, so here's the thing, too. If you have found your place of peace, I believe it's our responsibility as light and salt to help others if they want help. Everybody doesn't want it, and that's okay, too. But there are some people crying out for help. There are some people crying out for help. So being available and showing up, sometimes just like this on a call and being able to give your story and your testimony and to share helps so many other people. Sometimes we have no idea. Like, good morning, Susie. I ain't know you be on the call all the time and only miss 15 out of all this time. Listen, because we'll never hear you say nothing. But we have no idea. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That was perfect because I wanted to say that to you. Hi, Susie. Because we have no idea who's listening, not just on this call, but in our lives. Because our lives are speaking sometimes without us even opening up our mouths. Our lives are still speaking. 
We are living written epistles, literally, where people are reading the pages of our lives. And what are they seeing? Are they confused by the messages that we're sending? Hey, man, somebody, I'm sorry, I forgot who that was. <laughs> Go ahead. Bubbly. Oh, Bubbly, yes. Thank you. <laughs> sorry, Bubbly. <laughs> Go ahead, Bub. Thank you for praying this morning. Thank oh, you for pressing. Holy name. I'm thankful, thankful, and thankful. This whole morning started off in an awesome way. Sister Tracy, yeah. man. No, you know, right? Even from last night and to this morning, you know God is, I mean, yeah. when he removes those weights off of us, you just got, you can't do nothing but be um, intentional. She had excitement and a song in her heart. Just by the yeah. way she was breathing, I was like, ooh, I got to come up behind that. And I was like, I say, well, like I say to God, because like I say, it ain't, ain't about me. Right. It's not about, you know, it's the word that God gives me when I, when it's my turn to pray. Right. And I thank him for that. But my thing for you today, my dear, oh, about his story. I mean, you know, when you, I, you know, I think I've heard that before, but it, for some reason today it really resonated. It's yes, about wow. him. <laughs> That's what the Bible is. It's his story. Mm-hmm. It's, and what he needs from us and what he wants from us is in the book. I keep right hearing there. so many passages, yeah. including Brother LaVell. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in the book. Yeah. Even A. Bailey. It's in the book. William mm-hmm. Coleman. <laughs> it's in the book. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you know, so I'm like, okay, so I need yeah. to get back in the book. The other yeah. thing that you really helped me with was we blow it. <laughs> when yeah. you said you blew it, I was like, oh, what? Girl, please. <laughs> <laughs> I know we all do, but it's just like, yeah. you know, I have such high esteem for you, and you've always been real from the day we met. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. Are. Yeah, you know, but yeah, yeah. so (laughs) that part, it was helpful, it was helpful, it was beneficial, because, you know, we as flesh, we said, oh, man, we blew it so now, you know, we can't even go back now, you know, we didn't mess up so bad, no, you can't never mess up so bad, because God, when he said he loves us, he meant that thing, (laughs) he meant that, he didn't say, I love you when you do this, or I'm not going to love you because you did that. That's not the kind of guy we serve. Some people it's believe not. that, Bubbly. Some people do. I, I mean, I will even admit that I was like that when I first came into this. But with learning and growing and maturing, yeah, he shows himself differently and getting to know him. Then you understand he's not that ogre up there waiting for you to mess up so he can punish us. Mm-mm. That's not And him. I'm so grateful for that. That reminds me of Sabrina. I remember her said that at church one day, and I was like, mm. what? He's like, for real? Really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wait a minute. Uh, you mean when I do this, when I, I hear it all the time, he knows what we're going to do before we can even think it. He knows all about us. He made us. He knows our quirks. He knows our good stuff. He knows our bad stuff. He knows everything about us. But yet and still, he still loves us. He's still there being the loving father that he is. Yeah. And nothing and nothing and nobody can take that away from us. Unless we give it away, and I ain't going to do that. On, I'm man. not. He's been too good my life, and he don't never <laughs> do another. Th- he don't never do another thing. He still mm. do. And I'm listen, he don't still do another thing because you're still breathing. How about that? <laughs> he been, he been stuffy nose and all, but still, yeah. <laughs> you know. 
that yeah, that so right there helps solidify and shore up our foundation in him so that like you were just saying or um, Sylvia was just saying because trials and things are going to come and then we can rest on that firm foundation of listen even if I've blown it even if the world has fallen apart even if it appears to be going to hell in a handbasket whatever it might be I still remember the promises of God that he promised us a new heaven a new earth that he promised us yes heaven and earth is going to pass away but his word the Lord Jesus Christ made flesh is our firm foundation that we stand on so that our foundation is sure and steady and again it might shake a little bit but it's not going to break apart it shakes with the trials and tribulations the things we have to experience in life but we can still stand and sometimes that shaking is different for everybody I mean it can be longer for some people it could be a little more devastating for others so therefore I have not the right to judge you in the midst of your pruning process your shaking process your bending process but what I do believe Everybody don't believe this. I do believe for those who have a word of um, life in their in their tongue, in their belly, and belief, and the faith as an encourager, because some people have been called out to be the encourager, that I can speak life in the midst of, you know, um, a person to help encourage, because we are called to do that. Look at the fivefold ministry in Ephesians 4.11. Um, was it 4, 11, and 12? Yeah. How he has given us the fivefold ministry, and he gave us the fivefold ministry. Why? For the building up, the edifying, the equipping of the saints. Why? For the work of ministry. Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, I so we are. I got to get out of this phone. I got to get ready to go to purpose. <laughs> Don't, girl. Let's make that money. And on purpose and purpose. Yes, because money answers all things. And I'm sure you got some questions. I bless y'all business today that y'all will be prosperous. Thank you for talking. Amen. Oh, yeah. Love you guys. Be blessed. Bye. Anybody else? I mean, I, I'm thinking, like, so much about the fivefold and about, you know, so many times that we remain silent and we don't help people and we think we have nothing to offer. You've got something to offer. And, and oftentimes it's just a matter of you opening your mouth and saying something, even like with the bubbly right now, you know. I'm having her sinus issues and everything going on and still being able to speak and tell how she was encouraged. I think that that just really solidifies for her, but also for the hearer about that foundation that's being shored up. Because the enemy really does try to come and, and shake our foundation and, you know, chip away at it so that we will fall. Um, but But our foundation, we are on the chief cornerstone. And if we don't focus on that fact, we will miss it. Yes, go ahead. I thank you for when you were speaking. And you said, I mean, such amazing share this morning. I was taking notes. And when you were talking about in this time, and we know it's been almost a full year mm-hmm. of people being just, you know, misplaced. Some people, um, again, have lost so many family members and so yeah. much loss. But then the way you said it, it even resonated with me with us dealing with Pops being in that facility um to know i mean and there's really at this point and i know people say well I'm, i wouldn't do that but mm-hmm. i've learned so much and what i what i what i would never say never to you know yeah, because sometimes yeah. things are so out of your control mm-hmm. um but thank you for just reminding 
me that even in the midst of all the sadness and all the loss, like every day, it's three or four people and it it can be overwhelming. But then when you tap into that mercy and that joy and then Mm -hmm. just knowing that we're still here, I'm still here, Mm -hmm. I'm still able to, you know, spend time with my 79 year old mother because that's not even you know, that's not even a given. I don't take it for granted. And with River being born in 2020, so I'm looking at the good too and still Mm -hmm. being mindful that, you know, it's not all about things because sometimes people get caught up, you know, and and, and how many more uh, properties they've gotten. Good for you, but stay humble. That's all I ever say. Um, With everything, we have to be humble in all things because we can't take this life, we can't take breath, not even one breath for granted. We cannot, because again, there's people who went to sleep last night. They're not here this morning. They're going on to glory. And so the fact that we still can get up and we're on our call, thank God for seven years of of growth. I've grown so much. I'm so grateful. (laughs) I'm so grateful for just declare victory and along with my home church and just the things that I've gone through and and the transparency, because I don't mind telling my stuff because it's not my stuff. And I'm grateful for how you share and how we've become close, you know, and even in the beginning, because you was, me and you both was kind of like, okay, you helped me because when I would say stuff like, Mm-mm, I can't do that missionary stuff, I mean, really, I didn't think I had anything to give anybody because of my personality and because of what I've been through, and then when you said, I don't look like what I've been through and I don't look like what I've done, you know, what, however you worded that, that mm-hmm. just touched me because we don't know what somebody is going through or what somebody can no do if we're not right. tapped in. So yes. I just love you, and I thank you for being such a big part of my spiritual growth. I've learned so much Aww. from you, and I love you because you encourage me. When I get those text messages, when I have already slid down the wall and I'm sitting there on the floor because I don't want to get up, <laughs> you're like, man, what? I'm like, okay, Lisa didn't tell. Let me get my tail up off this floor. So I love you, sis, and thank you, thank you, thank you. And you know I got my Noah. I cannot let a day go by when I don't call mm-hmm. out that boy's name for real. Yes, Hello, chocolate thank you for that. So I love you. We so appreciate that. I love you too. I thank God for you. Um, I think, you know, one thing that, and, and hear me, everybody, one thing that, that Claire Victory has brought to us is diversity. Now, what do I mean by that? I have encountered so many people, DDB included, of people that, that I didn't have in my core circle sphere of influence speaking into my ear as well because we learn from each other. Again, iron sharpens iron. We learn and grow, give and take in all relationships, right? And so what I when I came to this call, I mean, I had a small circle, and I'm kind of like a, if y'all saw what I posted, I'm a little bit shy. I'm a little introverted, and I'm okay with being by myself, and I can do that, right? So um, my sphere and, and what I allow to really get close to me is really, really small or had been prior to this. So my exposure um, and experience, even though I've been all over the world with the military and stuff like that, um, I still very guarded. And coming in to declare victory has caused us a level of um, transparency and vulnerability where, I mean, I've never met a Dion. I've never met a, you know, Tanya. I've never met uh, a Rochelle coming in later. I've never met a Didi, right? I've never met a Diane. I mean, just thinking about names, and if I don't call your name, I'm sorry. I'm just saying I have never met you, Mona. Um, before this call, I've, I've had glimpses of people, but I'm talking about like seven years of closeness and intimacy and sharing of up and down, and so that, that broadens, if you will, our capacity to even extend more grace on the people we encounter outside of this call. 
because now outside of this call, now I've had so many experiences and deep interchanges with people that I can relate to other people outside of here on a different level because of my experience and my exposure to you all. So thank you. I used to pray for people that I could talk to. I used to pray for mentors. I used to pray for people who loved God and was trying to do this thing. And I didn't even realize, you know, I was trying to be perfect because I thought that's what I had to be before God. But I had no idea that he was asking me to come to him and he would fill me and clean me up. And I'm talking about while I'm leading and serving in church. I'm not even talking about before I came in the church, and I've been in church a long time. And so even still, I've had a few mothers. That's why I hold that regard, that name mother for Mother Jerry, really high, because when people speak into your lives and they've been living this thing out for a while, and again, not in perfection, but they've been doing this thing and they've been persistent, it means something. And we get to learn, not just from the pages of the book, from the people and their stories, but we really get to see how God entreated them. And then I get to get it live to see how God has entreated you and then even be a help to help us focus on, hey, that was God all along. And I didn't even realize it. So thank you, all of you. Thank you, Dee, for sharing that. And thank you for finding your voice as you speak and pour into people. You help people you have no idea just by you being you. And that's why it's important for us not to be imitators or duplicators of other people's lives because God has a life for you that's meant to be read and seen by the people that you're going to impact. Amen. Anybody else have anything? Hey, Lisa. Hey, Glow. I was wondering where you was. I've been riding and listening the whole time. Hey, lady. <laughs> hey, hey, I had some, some things to run around and take care of this morning. But I appreciate the the your share this morning. I appreciate just the, the whole, the, the love. I appreciate the love. I thank God for the clarity. I thank God for you reminding us that he's, he's with us. And we don't have to, we don't, we, we take our refuge in him. And our hope is in him. And everything that we are and ever hope to be, it's right in him. And so we can take it easy. We can we can relax and take it easy on ourselves and on each other. And just love and embrace the love of God and the love that he's given us to love others. So I, I, I really, I'm, I just, I'm still, I'm full and I love God. And I love just how he has, he ministers to us every day. Every day we're able to wake up and every day we're able to, when we're able to get onto the call and he, and how he just really speaks specifically to our situation and my situation may not be yours but he speaks specifically he gives a rhema word to each one of us and I, I i appreciate you i appreciate you really being you my you my sister you're with me i know that and i appreciate you i love you so much i'm going back on mute now Love you too, sis. Drive safely and get to your destination. Um, it's amazing. Um, just being able to um, really, somebody on this call right now, you don't accept the love that God has for you, and you think it's conditional. 
because you've blown it, messed up, you missed the mark, you you got some issues. Um, that's not the unconditional agape love that he has for us. Now, don't get me wrong. That's not a license to live any old kind of way, but what it is is an invitation for us to come into a right relationship with him where we can really see him as Abba, Father, Daddy, and he begins by his Holy Spirit, by Holy Spirit, to clean us up. He does that work. And as we yield, it becomes not as hard. And it's going to be hard because some stuff we're familiar and attached to, and it's the only way we know how to do it. And he starts stripping and tearing down and um, that potter. I think Dion talked about it a while ago, about breaking up that clay and then just molding and making us again another. He's making us um, in a way that, you know, there's some cracks and there's some things that's going to leak if we don't get it fixed. And I love that song, Tasha Cobb, how I think it's her, about us being, maybe it's Tracy J, um, about us being gracefully broken, right? He breaks us gracefully. He don't tear us down and destroy us to the point where we're no longer of any use, but he builds us back up. He doesn't leave us in that devastated, destroyed state, just like the children of Israel. Devastated, destroyed, taken into captivity, and then before you know it, because he had a plan, he still had to teach them a lesson, and they had to suffer consequences of their actions, but because he loves us, he chastens us, he still was able to bring them out, and here we are as a result, fruits of that fruits of him, even to the extent where many of them, because their eyes have been blinded, haven't even come in yet. How about that? But we've been engrafted in to provoke them to jealousy, but because of his grace and his mercy that he has on us, we can focus in on he loves us. He absolutely loves you. So every lie that's been erected in your life to make you think that he hasn't, every time you think he hasn't answered your prayers, every time you ask the question, where were you when this happened to me, let me ask you to focus on the fact and get to know him based in his word that he was still there. He wasn't taking pleasure out of the pain you were experiencing or have experienced or is experiencing now, but he is telling you to cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. He is saying to you, take my yoke, let's exchange the heavy burden that you're carrying that's on your neck right now, let's exchange yokes because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let's exchange them. Come on, I'll take your heavy stuff and I'll give you mine. So that you can be able to bear, that you can be able to be fruitful, that you can be able to stand, that you can be able to be that light again and that salt that you were created to be a royal ambassador to speak life into people you encounter. And somebody in your family, you're a believer, they're looking to you, they're following your lead, they're not saying anything, but because you confess to be a believer, they're getting their information and their idea, their ideology, their view of who God is based on watching you. So God often brings us up to help other people come up. Good morning. This is Tanya. I knew you I had just, something to say. I was going to call you your name. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. I kind of missed the, uh, what, the 645, and I jumped on like, oh, no. Because <laughs> sometimes you just do that. You wake up like, what the hell is this? And so, uh, <laughs> like, oh, Lord, <laughs> I wake up yeah. on Saturday like, ooh, I'm late for work. <laughs> yeah. 
um, I just wanted to say when you when they were saying this, you were saying about us being in church. I feel like I've been in church all my life, mm-hmm. but this year has really the church has been in me, you know, Come completely. On, and and you just really had to learn it for yourself, like you said, yeah. get up in the word. And I love the way you said about getting to know the Arthur, because I'm a Psalms reader too. Those are my daily. I have certain uh, Psalms 1 and Psalm 16 and Psalms 46 and Psalms 23 and Psalms 37 yeah. that I read daily, you know. So, um, but to get to know the Arthur was so greatly um, said because I never just thought to go to um, read David in from, you know. So, um, just an awesome word. I love it, Sophie. I thank you so much because you just be inspiring and saying things that you wouldn't, you know, think to take you to another level already. You know, just God has taken us there by taking us, setting us apart telling us yeah. to sit there, you know, so now, so I thank you, great, great word. Amen, thank you, sis. Yeah, um, just understanding conditions and what's going on in the people's lives while they're writing will give us insight to why they're writing what they're writing. Oftentimes, we just think they wrote it down just to, you know, help us in the moment, which God absolutely will do, right, and he does that, um, but but look at why, you know, David was was crying out and he could have wrote Lamentations himself because he was in so much despair. His house was a mess, right? The sword, um, it was prophesied to him, would never depart from his house. His um, sons, they they ended up fighting. One killed the other. One son raped the daughter. I mean, you it goes on and on and on. And so even in the midst of, of David, he was one of those ones talking about restoring to me the joy of my salvation, right? But even beyond the author, I'm looking at and speaking about the inspirer of the author, which is God. He inspired them to write what they wrote so that we could um, glean and grab hold to and look at even David. Even though everything he went through, he cried out about his enemies and he cried out about people chasing him and Saul trying to kill him. And then he always had a yet, you know. Um, he didn't write all the Psalms. There's like three other people that wrote Psalms. But he always had that coming back to the goodness of God and the um, kind of yet will I praise him and the how I will remember, you know, the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, right? Um, and he knew that he had never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging for bread. And then he was able to pass that on to his son. Look, the wisest man with the most riches because God, something about his heart, even though his heart was turned away towards rem- women in the end, it was something about his heart, how God, how David raised him as a father, right? And even his mother <laughs> speaking into him, which is what they believe, I think it was, um, his mother talking to him in Proverbs, well, whoever pouring into him, and then him becoming so wise and asking for, because of his heart condition, not more riches and money and wealth and stuff. He had already been having a lot of that. He grew up as a king's kid, right? It wasn't like he was poor, so he didn't have to ask for riches and wealth, but he could have out of greed, but he wanted to be able to rule God's people righteously. He wanted to be able to make wise choices concerning God's people because he recognized they weren't his. They didn't belong to him. They were subject to him, but they were God's people. He wanted wisdom. And so God, as a result of that, because God absolutely knows his heart, sometimes we say stuff, but what we really believe inside is not what we're saying. God knew his heart and gave him double, gave him more, wasn't double, gave him more 
all the riches and all the things in addition to the wisdom to to rule righteously. And so here we go to the heart condition. And what are we focusing on? Thank you, hey, Tanya, for sharing that. Hey, lady. I so enjoyed how um, it's always how we, um, how you talked about um, making decisions and, you know, doing things out of how we feel and living through, uh, making decisions through a situation or emotions mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. But as you begin to talk, and then I, you know, can a lot of oftentimes we go in that lament state, but we shouldn't stay there and meditate on, like you said, his story. And every time I try to get in a woe is me, I always find myself saying, but yet, nevertheless, you have to come down and be flesh that dwelt among us to show us to be that living supreme. I don't know why supreme is all a, a supreme example mm-hmm. of how we can yet move forward. Come on, in Him. So never I appreciate that. I, I'm so <laughs> yes. Nevertheless, and I know it doesn't take away the natural things that we, you know, endure, and you know the compassion and the empathy that we have for our loved ones that are either, you know, walking in sin, that see us living um, the life of the righteous, that make the decisions that they make. Um, It's just so important that we focus on his story and how you, how we talk about, I'm one of those, don't put my Bible on the floor. Don't, don't put that on top of that. (laughs) But it doesn't matter where you put it, as long as you put it in your heart. And you live it. The word tells us, yes, yes, like living waters and hide your word in my heart that I will not sin against you. So that part right there is the book has to be the writing on the walls of your yeah. heart. So I appreciate your declaration this morning. It's, you know, it's just a way to get your Saturday morning started. Um, yes, even ma'am. though it's the last day of the week, it's the beginning of a new day. So I appreciate yeah. your declaration this morning. Love you. And so yeah, thankful ma'am. for my family and declare victory. Love you too, Michelle. Thank God for you. It's amazing. And what I will say to you, because, you know, and I'm, I don't know, every time you talk to me, you're going to stop talking to me because I'm going to keep saying it. I just believe that um, because of the way God wires us, he wires us for position. And because he is giving you the ability to be optimistic, to be hopeful, to see beyond, to be able to, not that you don't go through and not that you haven't experienced pain and not that you don't still and will not continue, right, to go through stuff, he still has put that in you to be hopeful. And I believe when I talked about hope pushers, those are the ones that he's calling out to infuse hope into people, right, into people because people are in need of hope. And so thank you for coming on Declare Victory so that you can find your footing, so that you continue can continue to pour out to people who need to know that there is life after experiencing whatever. And because of what you've experienced, right, it has produced a certain level um, of firmness in that foundation that you stand on because of the experiences you have that hope and that great expectation. Otherwise, why, why did we have to go through all the pain? Was it for nothing? Absolutely not. Nothing's wasted with God. And so he will take those things and he will use them to propel us to the forefront so that we can speak life into people who don't have any hope. 
and because it's real to you, it doesn't negate the fact that other people are suffering, but they need to hear hope. Yes, we have compassion. Yes, we got to speak with love. Yes, we got to use kindness and a soft word would turn away wrath. However, if you don't have the hope that you're standing on, it's real hard to push it and to help someone else um, to be able to be encouraged. Again, back to those fivefold ministries. Find your place where you fit in. I'm not sure which one, but being able to push that into, okay, encouraging, persuading. Push probably might be the wrong word. Being able to persuade and encourage people. And even when it seems like people aren't listening, because the word will not return unto him void, they do end up sometimes drawing back. Don't remember where it came from, but the word of God that's been poured on the inside of them. And then they start to build themselves up and encourage themselves in the Lord. So, sis, <laughs> you already know. <laughs> like I said, I know. I'm sorry. I receive it on good ground. I do. I honestly do. <laughs> My Amen. I mean, it's not it's not common. And you know what? We don't really have to apologize for it. And we do have to be mindful and, and careful because it can come across as insensitive to those who aren't there in the midst of suffering. And in the midst of having so much disappointment and hopes that have been deferred. I read to you Proverbs, right? Hope deferred. Where's my little scripture? It's like the heart being sick because our prayers haven't been answered and because they seem so far away and unobtainable. And for someone in the midst of despair, um, it's really easy to not look up and focus on the truth of God's word, that our confidence and our hope and our expectation is in him. And when we look up, it has a way of lifting us up and out of our problems. And before you know it, the problem's still there, but we're up and out of it, and it's not affecting us like it used to, and we're still now able to function, and not only function, but thrive. Because why? His grace is sufficient. His mercies are new every morning. Thank you, sis. I love you, too, and I'm glad you came to declare victory. <laughs> hello. Hey, hello. Hey, it's Moxie. How you guys? Hey, Moxie. Go on, girl. Use that name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working it. I'm working it. Uh, where you been on Thursdays? You been working? I know you been working. <laughs> I know. And I've been too. Why well, every time I afterwards, I'll be like, oh, my God, what time is it? Oh. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Do that yes. with a little three-minute um, oh, uh, Wednesday. Yeah, but I'm definitely going to get on the jet because I, I need that support and I need, you know, I love what we have on Walk It Out also. But um, what what keeps on sticking out to me and keep on with, in your declaration, what you what you blazing at? Because I'm standing right gazing at. Yeah. So standing right, I think I am. Yeah, but uh-huh. it's yeah. Like, what, are you, what is your gaze set on? Yeah, what are you focusing that's on? That's the, um, you know, one thing I'm loving about how when when God is bringing me out of because remember how I always spoke to you guys about my procrastination and how I just you know just, just, that's what it be that gaze like what are you mm-hmm. gazing at and and, and during that time with all these years of negativity being impounded in me of how of my way of thinking you know and that that gaze trying to pull you back you know mm-hmm. in that gaze it comes yep. out in that during that time for me so mm-hmm. that's what I have to you know bring it you know take it captive and and, and everything and it's a trip though how you guys, the more, and I know we don't heard um, Dion say this, but the more you fast and the more you um, you fight against it, it seems like the more it, it comes at you, the more it, <laughs> you know, be revealed, the more, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. And I was like, wow, I didn't even know it was that deep, you know. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. I didn't right. know it was that deep. 
You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know, I, you know, it, it had a hold on me like that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. So with, it just, I keep on thinking about that part when you say what you gaze at because, I, like I said, I, I, you know, am a procrastinator and I'm trying to be a procrastinator of righteousness, not of, 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 of things that will kill me, you know. Come on, yeah, so, yeah right. You know, yeah. What of, of life, of, of uh, things of the word. So it's just your declaration, all you always says. Remember when we, um, you called me? And I was really going through it. I was really you. I, I, I obviously you discerned that. And what being revealed to me since then is like um, I was mad at myself. You know when mm. you keep saying all these preachers and stuff coming up in here, they don't be telling you the truth. You know, speaking on the church and all that. But the mm-hmm. truth of the matter was, I was mad at myself. Okay. Because it, it wasn't their job. It wasn't their yeah. job, you know. It wasn't right. their job to to make sure my son or my kids are are um being properly installed with the word and all that stuff. Mm. So you just want to blame somebody. I had to right. he woke me up in that blame game. <laughs> he woke me up in the blame right. game. Yeah, right. They supposed to know. Like right on me. They yeah. like right on me, and mm-hmm. it was like I wanted to hide, and then he just letting me know, don't hide. And no, don't come me, to me. me from it. Right. I'm like. <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> God, you know, it's just so amazing of our Father and His love and what His love is. It's just, you know, I used to think love was just, you know, lovey dovey and, you know, love, you know, but it's more to love. And okay. I remember actually yeah. the Father revealed to me your love and what love is. I want to know what love is. And He's just showing me in so many different ways of yeah. what His love is. And I'm just loving uh-huh. it. I'm like, God, it hurt it. Yeah. I don't like y'all. I was right? crying for a minute. I was crying. I was mm-hmm. crying. I, even I was like, Father, be like, God, I was never looking for somebody to blame. But it was. <laughs> God help me, y'all. Thank you for your People can't give you what they don't this. know. You're welcome, sis. <laughs> Praise God. You said so yeah. much. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's amazing. The enemy don't mind us showing up and getting stuff. He just don't want us to live worth nothing and live it out. Right? can't stop us from hearing it but here's this i I don't fault anybody because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god not only what you gaze in that but what are you listening to and who is speaking into your ear because they really are helping to shape your thought process and really form your life who are we listening to right that's part of that focus too because we do end up concentrating, and then we start blaming people. I love that. We start blaming people for what they're not giving us when God is telling us to come to him because he'll give us what we need. And we got to come to the recognition. we got to recognize that it's not other people's job, right? Now, yes, again, with the five-fold ministry, they are to feed, but do we go to the right feeding place? I mean, if we seek, we'll find. And if we look for answers, he will meet us right where we are and give us what we need. But some of us, you know, I I told a girl about um, a lady. I was talking to a friend. um, Now she's getting counseling. And I recommended the book that we're reading. I don't need none of that. I just, I got my, okay, I see where you are. You didn't have to say nothing else. And I didn't have to have no more discussion about it because I see you haven't changed from where you have been in your thinking. And now because you have this great counselor, you're getting all your answers from them. But you still had counseling before that, and you refused to listen because you had people speaking into your life. But because we're stubborn and set in our ways, and we think we know it's right, and we want to get it the way we want to get it, we will not allow a child to speak into us, and God will sometimes use a child. And somebody that he would even call ignorant, that we would call ignorant, excuse me, or look at them like they're a fool or nothing or know nothing or beneath us, us or whatever, God will use that person to bless us, and we turn a deaf ear and turn off. 
And, and you know what, sister, he also would do, because he's doing it for me, is I used to, um, as far as educational-wise, like I remember um, I have spoke to you about this too, uh, uh, my lacking in that. I was, I was speaking in other people, to, you know, like for their testimonies to believe. And mm-hmm. he definitely yeah. had to um, bring me to the realization that I'm going to help you in that lacking of what you, you like that Come educational on. lacking of that you think you can't comprehend. Like, I need to give it to you. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I do it. When I do mm-hmm. it, I get a totally different um, uh, perspective. I get a totally Come different on. perspective. I'll be yeah. like, wow. You know, it like, builds oh. that foundation. Yeah. Yes, that's yes. that revelation but, and illumination that only the Holy Spirit can give you. Yes, and and yes. that was the thing. You know, I because I was um didn't you know when it comes to education, y'all know what I'm trying to say, right? Like I mm-hmm. didn't believe in um, my comprehension of that I was going to understand it. So when uh-huh. somebody else explains it, I was like, oh, that's what that means. But mm-hmm. it was it wasn't enough. It was just it was just sustaining me for a moment. You know yeah. what I mean? So he needed me to go in for myself so it, it can really change me. You know what I mean? Yes. And that begins yeah. with getting rid of the doubt that you can receive. Yes. Lie yes. from the enemy. When yes. he tears that down, then you're open to receive. Right. <laughs> you know, know he had to tear to down to even believe who I am. That yeah, I am come on now, God. girl. He will give me all that I need. You know, I have to <laughs> And they love you. Why? Because he loves you. Not not that funny old kind of crazy conditional stuff. He loves right. you unconditionally. Yes, that's that's huge, Mona. Thank you, sis. Okay. <laughs> I didn't realize we over time, y'all. Um, I know Moses, look, he'll, he'll have some time sometime. He'll go to 9 o'clock. I ain't trying to do that. But I do want to give somebody an opportunity if they want to have something to say and they didn't get to say it, to please say it now. And if not, we'll wrap up the call. Thank you all for those who stayed on um, and indulged us beyond the normal time of 8 o'clock. Is there anybody else that just want to share? Amen. So I just pray that... um, um, that you were encouraged. I thank you all for those that shared and spoke because um, I believe that um, God encouraged you. And for those who didn't get to speak, I pray that um, God is yet even encouraging you by his spirit. Um, recognize that he loves you dearly. Focus on his mercies, his goodness, his grace, his love, his compassion, his covenant that he has already made with us that he will not go back on and he will not change up on. And he's already settled it and established it because he sent his son Jesus to die for us. And it's already done. When Jesus said it, it was finished, he meant all of that. And that included, you know, every single thing. Um, is all wrapped up into that. So I'm just so grateful for you all. Be encouraged today. Let somebody else see um, your light that you can shine before them so that they can see God and extend some grace and some mercy on people because they just need it. And then when they're open and their hearts have been ready and prepared and softened by the Holy Spirit to even encounter you, extend some grace. Extend that mercy. Um, and then point them to Christ. So I love you all. I pray that your day um, is great. I'm going to enjoy this um, winter-looking day. I love it. Um, so um, we'll talk again on um, Monday morning. I believe Pastor LaBelle is starting to air his um, church services on Sunday. So we'll be back to seven days a week. I'm not sure how long that's going to last, but I think you can call in on this number at probably 
don't quote me on the time. If somebody knows, you can speak it. Um, but we now will have the um, seven days again. So you can call in on this number if you don't have a church home. Um, feel free to do that. I love you all. Enjoy your day. Bye. Bye. Have a great day, everyone. Hear you guys. Bye. Bye. Oh, this is adorable. Mm-hmm.